0: are now listening to Random Ramblings they Rock Yay! <laughs> yeah. Random, it's random. Random Ramblings This is the anthem. Random, it's random. Random Ramblings rock This is the anthem. Random, it's random. Random Ramblings rock This is the anthem. Random, it's random. Random Ramblings are oh, we hearing anything in this bitch? This is the anthem. God bless the child while he listens to some random fitting bars and stanzas, ripping mics, etc. Go against the You gotta know he Tony Who the boss That's B-Rob, He the boss. MC see God. Give you what you want every week with some deep dive. Revise everything you know about this podcast. We're trying to take over the world with this podcast. We're hitting your ears every week with the monsoon. We're broadcasting the SoundCloud to iTunes. The Twitch cream say random. What you gonna do? The Twitch screen say, say random. What you gonna do? Subscribe like share listen to the random ramblers with rob podcast if you're listening right now you're welcome
1: what up everybody it's your boy b-rob and i'm back with another edition of the random ramblers with rob podcast What up everybody, this your boy B-Rob and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rambles with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a first-time listener, I'd like to thank you oh so much for giving my show a try and if anybody recommended you to me, I would like for you to lean over and give that person a crisp high five. But if you're not in that person's general vicinity, You can go ahead and pick up your mobile device or whatever have you to get on your favorite social media platform and send them a well-crafted DM telling them thank you for recommending you to me. Speaking of social media, you can find The Random Ramblings with Rob on various social media platforms to include Twitter at 3RShow, Instagram at The3RShow, And you can see as well as hear interviews that I've done on YouTube by searching for 3R Show. Hell, I mean, everybody talking about the decline of Twitter and all kinds of shit like that. You can find me on Blue Sky. Search for 3R Show. And you can also find uh, RBR Weekly Wrestling Talk on Blue Sky and all those other social media platforms that I just mentioned if you search for rbr wrestling on all those various places and if you go to randomrob.com cuz i might have forgot to mention some things or whatever but you can support the show there in many different ways at randomrob.com you will find our sponsor hooks rubs and spices go to hooks rub and spices go to hooksrub.com is the website, hooksrub.com and you can get 15% off your order if you use promo code random. So go to hooksrub.com and get you some spices for all your food and other culinary needs or personal needs, you know, you might be into that type of stuff. Freaky freaky deaky with your hooks, rubs and spices, put some mad cowl on them nipples and Since I am a co-host What I would be one fourth Since there's four of us Of RBR Weekly Wrestling Talk Live Wednesday nights after AEW Dynamite On twitch.tv Slash RBR Wrestling And uh, We are sponsored by Manscaped Go to manscaped.com And you can get 20% off your order By using promo code RBRShave So go to manscaped.com, get you some great products. I love the freaking beard trimmer since now I am able to grow a beard. It's not like I wasn't medically able to grow one before and I got a surgery to where I can grow this illustrious beard. No, my job did not permit me to grow a beard. So I had to go to my doctor and get a medical slip saying that I have a skin disorder that uh, prevents me from shaving. Quite often, and whatnot. So I won't bump up my face and tear up my skin and everything. I would allow the hair follicles to grow hair from my face and whatnot. But now since I have my hair growing from my face more often and long and luscious and it's it's better than the hair on my head. Know why? Because I have no hair on my head. I'm fucking bald. I've been bald since my twenties. Um, but yeah, go to manscape.com and you can get you the beard hedger. You can get the lawnmower 4.0 for your under bits and uh, other body part hairs and whatnot and get that 20% off plus free shipping if you use promo code RBRShave. So HooksRub.com, Manscaped.com. I got you covered on both fronts. Anyway, speaking of RBR Weekly Wrestling Talk, uh, I have reached into our Patreon to pull out something from last year. Uh If you want to find more content like this after you hear this episode, you can go to Patreon.com slash RBR Wrestling. And for $6 a month, it'll get you a wealth of uh, extra entertainment and everything. And access to our exclusive Discord, which is, I think, well worth the price of admission. Anyway, um, we all know, or you may not know. I am 41 years old and I just got into comic books within the last year or so. Um, they weren't my bag. I mean, I'm not a big reader of things or whatever, but in my old age, I, I find uh, solace in just kind of sitting out, zoning out, being quiet and, you know, just reading a book. I prefer like if I'm reading a book book. I prefer to have book in hand. I I love having the book in my hand, the spine filling the pages and everything turning. I mean, it's a great indicator of progress uh, made when I'm reading things because I, I mean, I, I try to absorb as much as I can when I read a book, because I mean, it's, you use your imagination. The words are there. They're the template for what you see in your mind's eye. So, you know, I like to just take my time and read. And then I'm not like a super fast, strong reader anyway. But I like to take my time when I have a physical book in my hand. Um, so my co-host, because we're fairly new. I'm fairly new to the show as a co-host. Noah is fairly new as a co-host. And, uh, you know, because RBR went through a whole bunch of changes within the last two years but Noah is a comic book guy he worked in an actual comic book shop he has a great wealth of knowledge and everything so he pulled me into the comic book bubble along with a lot of the the, the neighbors from the RBR neighborhood and everything which I appreciate so I didn't know, you know, the difference between a comic book issue and a freaking chapter and, you know, it's pretty much similar to what manga is and everything. So I, I, I didn't know the lingo. I didn't know how much was equal to this and that and the third and all this other stuff. But Noah gave me an assignment. He gave me, uh, I think, five or six issues of Thor, God of Thunder. To read. So, I mean, well, so I think I'm even explaining it wrong now. So there's chapters and issues, and I don't fucking know. Anyway, he wanted me to read five, indo- five independent comic books or whatever. So, you know, he wrote me into uh, getting the Marvel Unlimited app and everything, uh, I got it on sale, I paid for a whole year and everything to have a subscription and um, he wanted me to read five individual comics from this whole run of Thor, God and Thunder. So it spans um, five, I guess, books, within, within those books are issues individually, like smaller, Just one book is one issue and, you know, if you're a comic book fan and you read these for, you know, all the time and have for years, you're probably screaming into the void right now, like correcting me because I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyway, I read too much. I read the whole run of Thor, God and Thunder instead of just those five individual issues that Noah wanted me to read. So you're going to hear, because I pulled from our Patreon archive, the episode of Noah's story arc, that's funny, Noah, boat, arc, you get it, right, um, of that episode of Thor, God, and Thunder. I mean, yeah, yeah, Thor, God of Thunder, ain't anything, man, I'm stumbling over my words, because I'm trying to, I'm kind of in a hurry right now. I mean, you got an intro, music intro, before I did my intro and everything, so that, that is the key indicator that you're going to get an episode episode today with me talking to another person. So yeah, um got that thing here for you or whatever. I mean, you can just listen to it. It's better hearing it here in real time from last year or whatever than me trying to explain it cuz I'm still confused. I just know I read a lot of shit now. I re- I read all of all the things or whatever. I have a manga subscription. I have I renewed Marvel unlimited. Again, I didn't do DC right now because, I mean, I can only focus on so much. Um, I told you last episode that I got a PlayStation 3 and a Nintendo 64. And now my quest with the Nintendo 64 is to own every Nintendo 64 released wrestling game. And as of speaking right now, in my possession, I have WrestleMania 2000, ECW Hardcore Revolution, No Mercy, WCW Backstage Assault, and one Japanese sumo wrestling game, part two of it, because I can't translate uh, Japanese, and uh, one New Japan Japanese wrestling game. So, in my possession, one, two, three, four, five, six professional wrestling games that was made for the N64 and I have acquired the rest so they'll be coming in the mail here pretty soon so there's some more Japanese games and um, I think I have all the American ones I'm just waiting on WCW versus NWO World Tour WCW, no, I lied, I'm not waiting on those. Those are actually inside the box that came with the N64. I just never opened it yet, so I don't visually have them in front or physically have them in front of me, but I physically have them here in my residence in the box that's tucked back here in the corner. So I do currently have in my possession majority of the games, I think I'm missing like four or five They just haven't come in the mail yet. So I own literally every wrestling game that has ever been released for the Nintendo 64. To my knowledge, Um, once I get everything complete in hand from what I've purchased, I'll let you know. And maybe you could tell me if I'm missing anything. But to my knowledge, I have purchased every Nintendo 64 game that is a wrestling uh, style or whatnot. So like... There's two Japanese games that aren't necessarily pro wrestling, but it's sumo wrestling it has wrestling in the title, so I got it. I don't know if there's any other games like that that just have a name of wrestling in it or whatever. I don't know if I'm I'll be bound to get those, but if it has wrestling in it somewhere, I might have to look into that. And then I got a Japanese the Japanese version of Bomberman, which I was told or heard was the better version over the Bomberman '64. So I got that and um, another bust on the freaking PlayStation 3, man. I was sold another bill of goods. They told me that it worked and everything. And uh, the post on the eBay thing made it look immaculate and in healthy condition, but no shit. When I got it out of the box, like dirt and dust was literally falling from this thing. The thing that I had in hand was vaguely different from what was posted on the interwebs or whatever so man ebay i'm starting to lose faith in you are the people of ebay and shit but um given its condition and um the ease of access into the console or whatever for cleaning and maintenance purposes or whatever i think i can revive it i can save it because it turns on it hooks to a tv it physically turns on i can browse the menus and um, do digital content. But the thing that I wanted it for the most was to play PlayStation 1, 2, and 3 games. But the disc doesn't read properly. It doesn't read PS1 games. It doesn't read PS3 games. It's a fucking PlayStation 3. It only reads PS2 games. So it's an issue with the um, disc drive, I assume. So I ordered some upgraded parts for it Uh, I got another disk drive coming in just in case I can't repair this one and everything. And hopefully I can get it all back together and working properly. Then I will have a full backwards compatible PS3 in my possession. I talked to the seller or whatever, and um, they gave me a partial refund because that's what I requested. Instead of boxing this thing back up like I did the last one and sending it all the way back to where it came from and starting over with the search again. Um, I'm going to just try to go ahead and repair this one. And I asked for a partial refund to kind of recoup the things that I bought to uh, repair it with. So he is going to grant me that hopefully (laughs) he said he is. I got the eBay transcript to prove it. So whatever. So if eBay, I mean, if you don't do follow through on what what he say, I'm going to hit up eBay and see what the deal is. But yeah, anyway, I've, I've rambled enough. I mean, you got an intro, You got actual audio content to listen to. Listen to me uh, talk with my co-host Noah from RBR Weekly Wrestling Talk about the run or the series or the issues of Thor, God of Thunder. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time. You're listening to an RBR podcast.
0: Joybox.
2: Hail, true believers! It is I, Noah, God of comic books, and I am here with B Rob, God of biscuits.
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I feel like you should be on this side, though. There you go. Oh, there we go.
2: <laughs> and welcome everyone to Noah's story arc. Uh, we are where where we are going to today be talking about thor god of thunder uh the 2012 series mm-hmm. um i guess let's just get get right into it this one was uh this is re- written by uh jason aaron mm-hmm. uh who he did uh, a bunch of different stuff before this he did uh, a series at image called scalped which was like a native american like detective mm-hmm. series which is he, he did that like Almost 50 issues, I think. That's like a long-running, really cool so, one. So,
1: since I am an old gentleman or whatever, it kind of harkens me to that um, old cartoon. You may have heard of it. But when I was younger, there was a Native American sheriff called Brave Star. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, I'm familiar had, with Brave Star. with <laughs> the eye of the eagle, speed of the puma. Got strength of the bear. <laughs> yeah. It was great. I need to look awesome. that up. I think it's on some yeah. stream of service. I need to look it up again.
2: <laughs> yeah, Scalped, definitely way less, you know, 80s cartoon silly than that, <laughs> but still really cool. Um, at Marvel, he did uh, Wolverine and the X-Men. Uh, he did like Wolverine's uh, solo series as well. Uh, the Marvel event, uh, Original Sin. Uh, he did a run on Avengers. Uh, and he actually, I think he's currently writing Avengers, I think. Don't quote me on Bert. that. And uh, he also, one of my favorite books that image has ever put out he wrote uh called southern bastards what (laughs) yeah it's the way he the way he puts it is that it's a uh love letter and a hate letter to uh southern small town alabama uh and it's a small town (laughs) (laughs) and it's about a uh small town in alabama that is like in a chokehold uh by a crime boss that is the head football uh coach of the high school named coach boss
1: uh, kind of like really kind of cool. like the little town that uh, Midgard is floating over <laughs> yeah
2: that's right um and then the see this uh thor god of thunder was drawn by asad Ribic, uh who is a um uh, what is it? A uh, Croatian. He is Cro a, a Croatian kind of. He does digital painting. Uh, mm-hmm. so these uh, the entire art that he does for the series uh looks like a Frizetta painting. It just it leaps off the page in, in great ways. And before this, he didn't really do a bunch. He did uh some of the Marvel Knights series uh, when they were doing the the Marvel Knights uh you know spin-off books in like the mid two thousands uh he would go on to do secret wars with uh jonathan hickman which is like a big crossover event series for marvel Uh but before that he mostly just did covers like he was just like a cover artist
1: now all these all this stuff that you're saying right now is, is great information and <laughs> like for me i've heard some of these things in passing because i am not a reader of comic books i am strictly <laughs> on the marvel train of the cinematic universe and any other superhero properties i I believe as well as dc and all those other things i i only know of them through old television shows and right the 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 media that we have now and film
2: so we'll see well you see that's a good question so have you ever before this have you ever read a thor comic book
1: never this is my first
2: Awesome. Well, I, I hope that I, I picked a good one for your first one. Oh, it's it definitely was, yes. I think this was my first Thor comic book because this this one's actually kind of nostalgic for me because this series came out in 2012, which is the year that I started working at the comic book shop. Uh and the I basically read the series until I stopped working there like six plus years later. I actually I think this series outlived my uh like Jason Aaron. It. Like continued to write this book post after i stopped working there um but yeah so i i am interested to what, to see what you think of the, uh the series given that i guess most of your knowledge about thor comes from the marvel cinematic universe
1: correct um also like you know when i read stories and everything you know i kind of wanted to ask you the same thing so whenever you read these stories i mean it doesn't matter if it's comic books or you know just normal literature or whatever the case may be do you imagine the character's voice or do you just like read it in your head as your own voice or whatever
2: (laughs) it's it's definitely in the character's voice every time like i'll even like if i only see like the silhouette of a character Mm -hmm. i'll already have a voice kind of for them as i'm reading their text and then when they're revealed i like oh i have to adjust this now to like what who the this person actually appears to be like if it's like the silhouette just as like a dude i'll just have like okay normal dude voice but then if it's the silhouette you know the shadowy silhouetted figure turns out to be an old man i have to well, i have to go into old man voice in my head <laughs> now you know so, so, basically like that and also whenever i'm reading a comic book that has the joker in it it's always market oh Stuff like that will affect it as well. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's exactly what I was about to say, because you recommended the the Court of Isles series to me. And yes. I, I started reading a little bit of that. And the whole time, just like the Batman monologues and everything, I was listening to Kevin Conroy yeah, in my head. Exactly.
2: Yeah, Ke- yeah. Kevin Conroy is also my Batman uh, yes.
1: comic book in my head voice. It, he is my Batman for everything. Well, his yeah. voice anyway, is like, I could see uh, Robert Patterson on screen. I'm like, I'm imagining Kevin Conroy's voice <laughs> coming out of his face. <laughs> exactly. Dang.
2: Yeah. And I guess, you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I necessarily... When I read Thor, I don't necessarily have a. Um, what is it, Chris
1: uh, Hemsworth? Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Yeah, uh, I was hearing I that. I was hearing that for a little bit, but you then were, after yeah. why I, it, it kind of changed up on me because this character is different from what I've seen on film. <laughs> yeah, especially the way Jason Aaron writes him. He's just you know like, hail
2: Viking guy. You know, mm-hmm. like not necessarily just like cool guy. Chris Hemsworth kind of voice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, But yeah, so I guess let's just get into it and see what, see what you thought of it. Uh, I'll just give a quick kind of little uh, uh, synopsis for each issue. Uh, But so issue one and this series is interesting because the way that Mm -hmm. Jason Aaron has kind of structured it is that it goes, he examines all like three different parts of Thor's life. He examines uh, a young Thor in like the, you know, like Infinity. even pre-medieval times yeah yes. like but like before 1000 AD kind of kind of like young Thor Odin's son, before he got Mjolnir mm-hmm. uh it follows the present day Thor mm-hmm. and then it also follows the far off in the future old man King Thor mm-hmm. uh, kind of at the end of existence in the in the galaxy yes um but this first issue uh, were introduced to young Thor in the year uh, 893 AD, mm-hmm. uh, while relaxing in, a, in an Icelandic town where he had just slain a frost giant that had been terrorizing the town. Uh, and he discovers the decapitated head of a Native American god. Uh, and then in the present day, Thor, uh, the god of thunder, answers the prayers of an ancient alien civilization whose gods have long since seemingly abandoned them. Mm-hmm. Thor flies up to a castle in, the, uh, in space that he finds in ruins uh, that used to belong to the Sky Lords of Indigar. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but finds only decaying corpses. And then is attacked by a mysterious black berserker. And then yeah. many millennia from now in the Great Hall of Asgard. Old King Thor sits alone in his throne room. He calls forth Mjolnir and steps uh, steps outside to face an unending army of mysterious black berserkers.
1: Now that had me just like, wow. Cause like I seen the arm and I was like, whoa, that's the arm from the first movie. That's the goddamn <laughs> the, the destroyer and shit. I was and then later on they would verify that. I was like, yeah. Yeah. My, my cinematic knowledge is coming to help.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um and I feel like it just really this Jason Aaron gets uh gets right to it with just these this very epic sounding fantasy prose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where the the they're in the Icelandic town with all the Vikings. Uh I actually think my favorite quote from this issue is at the very end, uh when old King Thor goes to face the Black Berserkers. Uh and he's like, oh, with blood and thunder, with hammer and sword, one last stand at the gates of heaven, all, all that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. just and this this series is just that's everywhere. Yeah. Um,
1: and it just like the, the the little quips would pop me all the time was we be like have at you have at thee. Yeah. <laughs> I love that shit. Every single time
2: with Thor. Um but I think this issue it raises an interesting question especially when Uh, or it like answers an interesting question Uh, because the first thing it shows present day thor doing is going to an alien planet where all of their resources have been dried up it's like a dry husk of a planet where these aliens are still living there Mm -hmm. and that this uh small alien child prays to thor Thor. to like come and save them and thor comes and answers like oh it turns out thor does answer prayers and he does like leave earth to go answer prayers uh but it's also weird cuz he's like why didn't you pray to your gods you have gods yeah. right like why did you pray to me and they're just like we we haven't heard art from our gods from a long time so we just prayed to anyone that would listen <laughs> and, and thor listened and brought them the thunder and the rain
1: now um this whole thing and it, and it kind of goes into Volume 2, which is uh, the God Bomb issue, Um, it deals with my favorite subject matter. And that's, you know, I'm not, I guess I'm not spoiling because we'll talk about it all anyway, but fucking time travel. I love that shit in any form of media, you know, just the aspect of time travel. I I like any variation of any parts of storytelling they can do for that shit. I just Immediately, just yay! I'm ready. <laughs> Wait, hang on. God bomb. B. Rob, did you did did, did, did you did I, did I read too
2: much? or did I, I read? think you read way too. Much. <laughs> so we, we were, were just reading
1: number one. We were just we're reading volume one, but issues one through five. <laughs> oh, so that's how that goes. Because the way I interpret it is, they have Thor, God of Thunder, yeah, and then there's. Five books with all those individual chapters in there. So I have wow, read okay. way more than I was supposed you to. Read. read way more than you were supposed to. <laughs> oh well, I'm good then. I thought it I was, like miscommunication, but hey, you're reading a bunch of good stuff. <laughs> much much like Netflix, I don't understand how to use this shit. <laughs> well, it's also that's also just
2: comic books. It's you know yeah. there's issues and volumes Ooh. and then different series uh, for like you know this jason aaron's run on thor has at least four or five volume ones because the, yeah because the series name changes every time that marvel decides eh, we're going to relaunch this as a new number one so people I, buying the single issues yeah, and i think they're interested pa- to buy the new number one
1: yeah and i think this particular series runs from what 2012 to 2014 yeah so no this well, is what i've read i've read <laughs> uh thor god of thunder the god butcher Yes. And that, that's that's a, what uh, that's,
2: that's a, what I was thinking that we would just be covering on this okay. on this episode. So
1: I've read The God Butcher, I read The God Bomb. Which is I've, awesome. Yes, it I is I mean it's all awesome, but I really and, like God uh, Bomb. And uh the Accursed, and now I'm on the last days of Midgard. Okay, wow. So you're like
2: full-on into like uh malekith kicking off the War of the Realms.
1: Yes. Okay, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes right now there's um a company uh they're trying to take over uh, yes
2: oh man
1: they're trying to take over the little town that asgard floats where asgardia floats over in midgard so So roxon is cool because like roxon
2: already existed like the the company roxon it's basically like exxon they're Mm -hmm. just like a oil and gas uh energy company Mm -hmm. uh but Uh, jason aaron actually invented this new villain that is the head of Mm Roxon. uh that's like this guy that turns into a crazy powerful minotaur yeah Uh, yeah i've seen that and i was just like oh and this is something that i love to see in in comic books is that 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 guy was so cool and the creators loved him and the fans loved him so much that he appears in a bunch of other books uh Mm -hmm. later on like there is they there is a solo book later uh a few years from like the first volume of this, uh, called Weapon H. I think it's a 2018 series where the, the through dumb Marvel comic shenanigans, uh, there ended up being weapon, weapon, the Weapon X facility, uh, got their hands on a soldier and then experimented on him and basically made him a Hulk with Wolverine adamantium claws. What <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets mixed up with, uh, uh what's his name, uh, Dario. Roxin, whatever his name, I'm about
1: is. to say Dario Cueto. Agar, I think
2: Agar. Dario <laughs> Agger. Yeah,
1: it's Agar, yeah. But yeah. I'm thinking you say Dario, I say Dario Cueto from Underground. Uh, yeah,
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, the the the, the Hulk Verine guy gets mixed up with Dario Agar, and they they have some some yeah. cool tussles. But he,
1: he, I like the way. I mean, I know we way far ahead. of him, <laughs> Yeah, but, but I just like the way he set things up in that issue that I'm reading right now. It's just like, ah. Uh, I have you uh uh freaking is just like he, he he played it all masterfully he's like all right i know he's gonna come in with a head full of steam he's gonna wanna break shit or whatever but i got something for that ass yeah,
2: yeah. oh man god but anyway rules. yeah so the god butcher god butcher yeah um <laughs> damn what, i read a I, lot of shit some, yeah, yeah you really did i'm so sorry um, oh that's good but, i liked it uh, yeah it's a great it's a great series all around mm-hmm. but uh, something that i really like about uh, and i guess we'll just be more general with with this one mm-hmm. uh, but something i really like about this volume the god butcher is how much of it is kind of a murder mystery and yeah. that thor is uh, he even uh, at, uh, at one point i think it's the second uh, issue he goes to uh omnipotent city which is like this yeah. big City somewhere in like the center, like the nexus of existence. Yes, where all of the gods,
1: all, the gods of all can pantheons,
2: come, come and gather knowledge um, of
1: on anything really.
2: Yeah, they they have the the halls of all of all knowledge, which is a big library on everything. Yeah, that's what he goes there.
1: The Council meetings, all that stuff.
2: Yeah, and he goes there and tries to find information on like what 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 is with these missing gods, and he shows up to where it says they were last seen and only finds corpses mm-hmm. uh, but the corpses are they, they don't look massacred they don't look like the corpses the, the you know the gods that were killed were even even struggled that much the mm-hmm. they, they they literally were butchered they were just like clean cuts mm-hmm. uh, and it's like
1: they didn't see it coming Yeah, and even some signs of torture, even. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's uh, good to note as well that, like, when Thor actually finds them, it's anywhere between 200 and and 1,500 years later that these corpses are now being discovered. Yeah. You you know, it's just been that long of a run since all this has been going on. And then, you know, gods age and then, you know, they go through time differently than mortals do. So Mm -hmm. whenever he finds the bodies, they look like they might be. To us, like three or four days old, or something like that, but they've been there for a millennia. Well, I think that's something he that Thor even noticed when he found the uh
2: Sky Lords of Indigar, yeah, uh, the the gods of that alien race, uh, that said that their gods have been gone for a long, long time. Uh, he went up there and he even uh notices, like, well, these like th- you know, like God flesh. Uh, rots way slower than mortal flesh but this has actually started to decay so these guys have been here for at least oh, a wow. thousand years Yeah. Um. but yeah and then like uh, eventually in the second issue it shows young Thor uh, meeting Gore the god butcher uh, mm-hmm. for the first time and they have that like standoff where he like Thor's rolled up with his Viking crew uh, and they're fighting they're about to fight an army of slavs but the Slavs don't have anyone with them. And the Vikings are like, well, we brought Thor because we thought we were going to have like a god battle, you know, like happening. Yeah. Like we like both of our armies were going to bring our gods and they were going to fight. Um, and then like nothing but like a Pegasus without a rider shows up. So Thor flies up into the sky and finds a beheaded god yeah. on a black horse.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: And then, of course, you know, Gore shows up and they he kind of have they kind of have their first standoff.
1: I like how they um he saw him off the boat and everything whatever and he was walking on water like jesus and shit <laughs> yeah and that
2: i i love that their standoff because uh you know gore talks about all the different kinds of gods he's he's murdered in the past mm-hmm. but he's never met an Asgardian. um and that you know he's like killed you know gods of the sun gods of you know like wine and laughter or whatever Mm -hmm. but he's like tell me what what kind of god are you what kind of god was thor before he died and then thor just says thunder and And then
1: boom yeah (laughs) and it's crazy is it's like um they go through all the different pantheons of gods and all kinds of other things and there's like literally a god for everything (laughs) oh yeah it's like you like smiles there's a god for that Well, that's actually one of my favorite things is I think it's at the end of issue
2: three uh, when he goes. So there's a cave that Gore like was in in mm -hmm. the in the in the early ages. Yes. The young Thor goes and seeks out. And it's like a that's a big thing for I think this volume is that Mm -hmm. Thor went there. Gore captured him and tortured Tortured him him for a long time until his crew of Vikings showed up and saved him. Uh, but that like taught Gore a lesson mm-hmm. that he doesn't, that he doesn't need to do this job alone, uh, mm-hmm. which, you know, propels him to the future. But uh, when Thor in the present day goes back to that cave to try and find any evidence, because he's starting to piece together, Oh, this is Gore. The God butcher is back and he's killing more. He has like some kind of bigger plan. He yeah. goes to that cave and finds a God that, like an alien god that has Mm -hmm. kind of gone mad his name is shadrach
1: yeah Uh, and um gore i I keep thinking of gore like the 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 band (laughs) but uh, like oh oh, for gore yeah (laughs) yeah but uh gore he um he caught him at one point killed all his pantheon and he cut off that guy's eyelids so he couldn't close his eyes and not watch all the carnage and everything yeah so so when he's drawn in this issue is just like He's always looking like surprised and shit, or like just like <laughs> just <laughs> eyes agape, just like oh. Ah. Um, oh, also, he's uh, apparently
2: from the the Diamond Moons of Agogo, which yes. I just think is a fun thing to say. Also, when he uh, when, when Thor first finds him, he first introduced himself as the guy, the god of wine and waterfalls. Yes. Uh, but then when he takes uh Thor takes him back to the halls of all knowledge, uh, to try and find because Shadrach, he hear he, he doesn't know anything about gore but he does know that one of the gods that he was torturing screened something about Korvux, i think or corner uh Cronux, Cronux yes. was the word that he heard so they go back to the hall of all knowledge to try and find information on this word and when he when Shadrach introduces himself to the librarian he introduces himself as uh the god of songs and somersaults yes so i think Shadrach has just he's gone so mad he's forgotten what what god he is even
1: well i mean i thought it was that until we get later on into the series or whatever i don't know if that uh is uh, comes to a head in this book but like i said i've read
2: far beyond what yeah. we're gonna be
1: talking about
2: i need i need to read god bomb again i have i, I haven't read the series since uh, it came out so like close to 10 years so wow. <laughs> i don't i don't remember all the small details of god bomb i do remember one of my favorite moments from god bomb uh which i'll maybe tell you later maybe at the end of this podcast we'll just give you know a disclaimer for spoilers for people who haven't read ahead yet um but yeah so and through all of this you're kind of seeing uh as the issues go on the king the future thor stuff doesn't really come that much into play yet yeah. uh Until- you just keep seeing him try to battle back this huge army of just big globs of black berserkers Uh, Mm. that he eventually falls to and then they just drag him back onto his throne so that he can fight them again
1: because Mm -hmm. Gore refuses to let him die yes so i have a question so like like i said i only have the cinematic knowledge or whatever but what time frame would this fall into if this was a you know if we was basing this off the cinematic universe because uh asgardia is Over uh, Earth now, so that would lead me to believe this is after Endgame.
2: Yes, because I think before, so this took place. I think this series, like if we were if we were to take the Marvel comic book timeline and kind of put it in reference to their big crossover events, Mm -hmm. I I believe this one was coming out during the Avengers versus X Men crossover. Uh, and what pers- immediately preceded this was the fear itself crossover, which was uh, a, just a bunch like, you know, Mjolnir hammer hammer from Asgard, basically a bunch of hammers one day just fell to the sky and people started picking them up and getting crazy. Like I am Iron Man, but also with the powers of Thor, I am the juggernaut, but also with the powers of Thor. And they, there was just like a big dumb superhero battle like that. I believe the fallout from like the consequences of that crossover event was that asgard was destroyed and they had to rebuild asgard as a floating city over oklahoma
1: <laughs> yeah so yeah th- they did mention that in one of the later issues the issue that i am reading right now volume four so his uh um, the all mother was explaining you know they came here because they had to rebuild and get strong before they could you know it's it's a lot of stuff i've read a lot of things
0: (laughs) but i guess
2: yeah if you if you were supposed if you were to put it into cinematic you know universe terms i guess yeah it would be like after endgame after you know asgard has been destroyed but there's still survivors that Mm -hmm. uh, have you know they are basically refugees trying to find a new
1: home and i forget which uh volume this was in he he did make an x-men reference and i was just like ah. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's I I think also why I like this book so much, because I think I tried picking up an issue of Thor before this series came out, mm-hmm. but they were doing a crossover with the new X-Men or the the new mutants at that point. And I remember reading that and just going like, oh, I don't know what's going on here. I'll just wait for a better jumping on. Yeah.
1: And Thor <laughs> got his ass whipped this whole series. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like for real for real i mean he is relentless in this resolve he i mean he he gets up and he doesn't quit the fight but he gets his ass whooped gore gore is not messing around
2: oh no um and well because he just I, I think in this first volume you just know that he has a crazy vendetta against gods mm-hmm. like he he uh i think in at least in this volume the god butcher uh he talks about how you know like why why do we worship these guys if you cut them open they're just flesh mm-hmm. uh just like everybody else uh anytime i've asked you know like them for anything they don't answer mm-hmm. uh why like why like the the world would just or like the existence would be better without gods it's like yeah. his mission
1: and that's his whole um, flight and i like how they explain and they go into the backstory and the the god bomb issue and i'm just like i was waiting on this the whole time because like this now that I'm learning, because this is a volume and there's issues
0: within, <laughs>
1: yeah. within the volume. So, I'm yeah, like basically, like, if you're reading the volume, the volumes, like each chapter is a single issue of, of yeah. the comic. <laughs> so, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. When you said one through five, I was looking at volume one through five. All right. <laughs> that's what I <I'm laughs> read. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it's been good. I've, I've been liking it. You know, Yeah, it's mean, a great series. Yeah, because I, I, mean, um, I don't normally read comics or whatever but i've been kind of glued to it since we started right but i guess i to just get
2: uh get towards the end of of god butcher oh yeah there was one one more thing i think it was an issue three when before he went to go find the cave when he was you know like finding all the different corpses of the gods mm-hmm. there is a single it's a big like double page splash page of when he finds what is it what's that god's name uh the big dinosaur looking thing yeah phalagar the behemoth yeah that uh that huge yeah and that image if you watch the trailer for love and thunder it, it is one-to-one adapted they made that a shot in the movie oh shit people were pointing out on twitter and i remember like oh yeah that thing man that assad assad ribbick art it's so great
1: and now Um, that that's something that i was going to ask you as well i was like you know reading this issue of thor or whatever i mean do you think this would ever be adapted into the cinematic universe but i mean if there is you know material being pulled from the comics that's in this movie i mean it could be some kind of crossover alluding to it seems like it seems like they're i I, that's why i picked this because i feel like they're
2: most of what they're going to be pulling from for this movie in particular is going to be from jason aaron's run on thor because also you know it showed off in the trailer that jane foster gets mjolnir and because attains the powers of thor Mm -hmm. uh which is something that happens later in the in jason aaron's run Mm -hmm. um but yeah, even if they if they have, you know, Falagar, the behemoth, a uh, giant big dead corpse in that trailer, then I'm assuming that the bad guy might either be Gore or might be something like of the same power
1: level as Gore. Yeah. I
2: don't know, you know, exactly if that's because I mean, because
1: now that we've. You know, now that I I know that because I, I avoid trailers when they come out because I want to go into movies fresh when they come out. Uh, OK, so now that I know that this particular instance that you know is going to be portrayed in the film possibly i mean it leads me to believe that it could be gore or whatever but what i'm thinking is that would make sense because how they've been introducing all these new characters like the eternals which is our godly like characters the celestials which are mm-hmm. godly like characters and all that stuff so i mean he might go out on the spree <laughs> oh you're right yeah he has a lot of a lot of the diff- new targets to, to go
2: after, yeah. There's a lot of gods popping up in these new
1: movies, yeah. All yeah. these deities, all these gods. I mean, yeah. Um, and then speaking of
2: gods, uh, Thor finds out that uh, the word Kronux, uh, in, in issue four, he finds out that the word Kronux is not a person but a place, place. uh, and it is uh the palace of infinity, infinity yes where there's a bunch of gods that have to do with like time magic and mm-hmm. gore has gone there and killed with all of everyone. them except for one guy <laughs> and has used their blood to fill the pool of forevers uh as a kind of time traveling portal mm-hmm. um and he uses that at least it, it, like for th- th- this issue's purpose he Uses it to go to the very beginning of existence where the first elder God is forming like the first life forms, which was like, just like normal gods. Yes. They're all just like twisted pieces of flesh that are screaming and crying. Yeah, And Gore tells, he has like this monologue where he says like, oh. I was taught that the universe was created by the first God that like shed a tear and that tear became a pool and the pool became ice and that ice became the first gods or whatever. So like this very, you know, flowery, nice story about the uh, beginning of existence. But when he's actually there and facing it, it is way more twisted and gross than than he had been.
1: If you ever seen the movie it with, uh, with Sigourney Weaver Alien Resurrection. I think it was one of her <laughs> last films and it had all the clones and the thing and it had the one that was all warped up and twisted, talking about
0: kill me. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what that
2: was. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah all the like weird fleshy uh creations that this elder god is making. Also the elder god is like a big baby. Yes, big like, like a big ghost ba- baby. Big chubby baby. Yeah. <laughs> and then Gore kills the big ghost chubby baby and takes its heart Mm -hmm. uh, and brings it back and brings it back to the present for which we don't really know what he's doing with yet. Uh, But Thor's yeah, but you (laughs) and he uh, emerges from the pool. Thor is there to confront him. Uh, They have a battle. Thor kills all his black berserkers. uh, And then they kind of have a standoff. Gore gets the better of him and goes back into the pool of infinities and disappears. Thor goes in after him and shows up many millennias from now face to face
1: with old King Thor. Oh man. And that was fucking great. Yeah. And he's like, where's Gore? And he's like, he, he came here in the same spot that you are now, but he was here 900 years ago. Was yeah, was like, what? He, <laughs> he hesitated a little too
2: long to get into the pool. And d- due to, uh, you know, time distortion, whatever's mm-hmm. uh, Gore mm-hmm. has been there for 900 years and his, is building something
1: <laughs> what was that uh interstellar right when they said uh every hour that they're there is like seven years or some shit like that <laughs> yeah something like that yeah they very very similar to that kind of situation
2: um that's basically where this volume ends for the god butcher um introduces gore as a very scary and very, like way past formidable foe for thor mm-hmm. um and also so I think the, the first issue of the next volume kind of goes into the origin of Gore yeah. and like where he came from, where he got this mysterious black weapon that he uses, why he's doing, why he hates the gods so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we'll kind of get, you'll put up a spoiler tag for people that have not read uh, farther than the God butcher. Uh, if you're listening to this, um, would you believe so for God bomb, would you believe? And I, because I just read this cause I'm catching up on comics from 2018 for Marvel would you believe that the weapon that gore finds the the the, like this obsidian blade or whatever uh that that will eventually six years after this comic came out tie into the solo series for venom
1: oh that makes so much (laughs) fucking sense you know because like when I look at it, that's what I'm thinking. I was like, it's mm-hmm. like a symbiote or some shit or whatever, but yeah, that makes so much sense.
2: Yeah, because I was reading, I'm I'm currently reading uh, Donny Cates' run on Venom, and he's Donny fighting... K plus eight? Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the villain that Venom is fighting in that book is this guy named Noel, uh, who's this elder god that is like his, the essence, he forges this blade out of his essence in his essence uh at one point like escapes him and then goes on to create the symbiote race which i believe is called the clintar yeah um, so it, it in that book he's kind of coming back to reclaim the clintar and absorb them back into his essence oh, shit. but in that he talks about like oh i have this obsidian blade that i you know like i forged at the beginning of, of time and there's a little box that popped up at the bottom of that panel that says see thor god of thunder issue number six and i was like what and then i went back through marvel uh, unlimited and looked at that i was like i read this like 10 years ago and you're just telling me now yeah
1: and it, and it makes sense because what you can um because you know spoilers the the weapon that gar uses passes along it gets passed along or whatever and people who use it you know they become something other than themselves or whatever it, it kind of takes over them so it's very venom-esque in the, yeah in that sense
2: so that's just that's just, a, just an example of one of the best parts about su- like you know long ongoing superhero comic books is that creators mm-hmm. can just like look at something that was established years ago and just go oh i'm gonna take that piece and use it for my story
1: <laughs> yeah because like for me it was just uh more world building for me because i mean i only know thor at face value from the cinematic universe but just uh you know the fall of asgard and just you know how he will be in the future and you know spoilers his grandkids
2: yeah <laughs> so, his granddaughters the 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 uh whatever their names i love all they they all have uh, yeah. such distinct personalities and all the yeah. different weapons and stuff they almost
1: they're, they're like a
0: uh
1: overhyped uh powerpuff girls <laughs>
2: Right, yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a leader. There's one that likes to fight. There's a smart yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, this is it's fun. <laughs> um, oh, but if I can say, I think my favorite moment from God Bomb is at the very end of God Bomb, where they are, you know, face to face with the God Bomb, this like big device that will just, you know, kill all deities in existence. And then Thor gets there with Old Man Thor and Young Thor, and you get there, and he's like, oh... What do I do? It's a bomb. I don't, I'm, I'm a like warrior man. I don't know how to defuse a bomb. And then old man Thor goes, do what Thor's do best. Hit it with Hit a hammer. hammer. <laughs> and he has like his hammer and old man Thor's hammer and he's just raining double-fisted blows down on this yeah, thing. He's just like, and I think of that moment every time I'm like reading a Thor thing or I'm watching Thor movies and I, I just think, do what Thor's do best. <laughs> It is with uh, they have. Or, oh, it's so good.
1: It is good, especially that God Bomb, uh, uh volume or whatever. It's just because they're all together—the past Thor, current Thor, and future Thor—they are just all together yeah. and they just create all kind of havoc. And they fight space sharks, <laughs> and ride them too. <laughs> and ride them too, man. The series is so
2: dumb. It's so good. Jason Aaron really knows how to <laughs> how to bring the silly and then also make it deadly serious. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so I yeah you're already pretty far. You're pretty far into you know Malakith's whole thing, yeah. starting the the War of the Realms, which
1: basically, that was like, resolved in that one volume. So I mean, it was well, that so was quick.
2: Yeah, well, because uh, he introduces Malakith and kind of
1: his you know wanting to start this War of the Realms, and very that, similar to what Gore was kind of doing. He just wanted to kill right. off the whole thing and just start anew. <laughs> But like Malakith's thing is that he wants to like rule everything and
2: mm-hmm. where that actually uh, with Malakith's whole deal is kind of the framing device for Jason Aaron's entire run on Thor, because it will like there will be other things that they'll, you know, fight and take care of. But something bubbling yeah. under the surface, the his entire run from that point is what is Malekith doing to further, you know, his uh, seeding of his army throughout the realms to try and take it over
1: mm-hmm because i mean um, like i said it was kind of the same thing as the the first volume or whatever to where like they would go to places and people were slain <laughs> or in the act of getting slain and there's like yeah.
0: ah what the fuck
1: you know <laughs> and then at the end i just like the whole plot reveal and i was just like oh that was fucking simple for a villain <laughs> at least <laughs> yeah and then of course you know after you're done reading
2: thor god of Th- thor colon god of thunder uh it goes on to uh, the mighty Thor with Jane Foster mm-hmm. uh, and all sorts of stuff. I'd also recommend it's, I don't necessarily know if it's required reading, uh, but I think somewhere in between there, you might want to read the original sin crossover event mm-hmm. uh, because that the, the conseq- one of the consequences of that is that Thor is uh, made unworthy to wield Thor. The, I've the, heard about Numer. that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how Jane Foster becomes the new Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like for like two years, I think Thor is unworthy. So, for two years of Marvel Comics, Thor did not have Mjolnir. Mjolnir. didn't
1: CM Punk write some Thor shit?
2: I know he did Drax, yeah, he did Drax. I don't, he probably, I don't know. Let me type in CM Punk into comicsology. I think me and Cody did this exact same thing last episode. (laughs) We were like,
1: I'm pretty sure CM Punk wrote a comic book. Let me see. Hmm. Um, Yeah, that that, that brings back that uh old uh RBR trope. He's like, you want to talk about CM Punk? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
2: Okay. Yeah, he did a. He looks like he did an annual issue for Thor. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Okay. So he did like a like a Thor one shot basically. Oh, and he wrote a single issue for uh, Master of Kung Fu. What?
1: Yeah, Shang Chi. That's kind of ironic. I mean, he got his ass whipped in UFC. You know, <laughs> <Kung Fu. laughs> yeah, they got I'll a lot of this track. they got a lot of shit in here that I want to read because um, one thing that harkened me back to my childhood of watching MTV, MTV's The Oddities, um, <sighs> the, the Max, and there's a oh, crossover. Yeah. There's a crossover with Batman and The Max. <laughs> Yeah, the Max is something that I've always looked at and went like that looks really
2: cool. I should read that and just never gotten around to it. Same with Savage Dragon. Mm-hmm.
0: That's,
1: that's, um, not, that's not uh the the band, is it? Savage Dragon.
2: <laughs> no. Savage Dragon is a uh a big green man with a big with a big dragon fin on his head, and he's also a cop. Is Okay. <laughs> Savage Dragon. I think there's well. cartoons. I think there's a cartoon series for it too. Savage Dragon is weird because Savage Dragon uh, was one of the initial image comics uh,
1: alongside you know Spawn and Wildcats and all that. That's another thing that I want to get into because I, I really love Spawn. I, yeah. I love the animated series. Uh, the movie was okay. It was the only one that we was able to get. But uh, I, I like Michael Jai White anyway, so I mean, <laughs> that was a treat for me. But um, I recently went back and watched the HBO series, and Todd McFarlane is too much. Ooh, <laughs> just him. Yeah. Just him himself whatever animation style his sculptures all that shit is awesome but like when he would introduce the beginning episodes of Spawn or whatever he's like have you ever thought about uh, sh- kicking a cat in the ass and then now let's talk about Spawn <laughs> like what yeah. the fuck
2: well, I feel I feel like uh,
1: you know they take you know I'm about to say some
2: shit about Todd McFarlane but I think he's always been kind of full of himself mm-hmm. um I feel like he he is more concerned with like his brand as Todd McFarlane than he is about you know writing stuff but i but in the same breath i will also say that todd mcfarlane is very important to the comic book industry he is the he his run on spider-man is one of the most important you know iconic things to spider-man's whole history because he is the one that uh kind of trademarked spider-man's uh like web lines like before before todd mcfarlane came along it was always just like literally a web like it was you know like a big like net kind Mm. of drawing but it was todd mcfarland uh when he started doing art for spider-man uh that it became like the kind of weave together rope kind together, of yeah. Uh, thing yeah and now every everything spider-man does that so mm-hmm. that's that's because of todd McFarlane. so that's he is important yeah, i recognize I mean, that he's just kind of a dork
1: and i think he's like one of the first true independent comic book guys or whatever he broke away from them and started his own shit and start doing spawn and all that other crap,
2: yeah because right? yeah because he had he had his run on spider-man and then like him and jim lee and um what's his face eric something the guy who does savage dragon they all mm-hmm. split off uh from marvel and went and founded image comics where they yeah. started spawn and Wildcats and savage dragon and the interesting thing about savage dragon is that all those other guys, uh, you know, like Todd McFarlane and Jim Lee, they did Wildcats and Spawn, but then eventually were like, okay, like I started this, but now I'm going to hand this off to other creators, and they're going to, you know, continue the series without me while I go do other things. In Todd McFarlane's case, go make action figures. Uh, I'm
1: remembering the Savage Dragon guy again. So re- refresh Eric Larson. Oh, so is, is he's green, correct? Yeah, he's green. He's a big, he big got, green, he, strong man with a big fin on his head. And his fin it is a, it's like a mohawk type deal, right? Yes. And he has a tight white shirt, and he has his little badge and all that yeah. shit, right? All yeah, right, yeah I know cop- what that is. <laughs> yeah, and the,
2: the but the interesting thing about Savage Dragon is that all those other guys, that like the original Image guys that mm-hmm. started a series and then handed it off to other creators to continue for them – eric larson has been doing savage dragon since issue one and has not stopped he is still doing new issues of savage yeah. dragon and has not he's not broken continuity he has not rebooted the book in any way it has just gone on in real time Dra- savage dragon has had a son that son has grown up and isn't an adult now that has Word. at that point taken over the mantle of savage dragon but the original savage dragon still lives it's it's a testament. You can't deny that that is impressive.
0: Yeah, that is. <laughs> the the quality
2: of Savage Dragon may be questionable, but it is impressive that he has kept it going for nearly
1: thirty years. Yeah, and then um, what Spawn just eclipsed uh, issue three hundred not too long ago. I think so. Yeah, and then they had the special uh, memorial edition to uh, Chadwick Bosman, which I got. I bought oh, one of cool. them. There's different variants of it or whatever, but I got the one is a uh, Chadwick in the Spawn suit doing the Wakanda joint. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's ridiculous and I love it. Yeah, when he died, I kind of made like a, I don't know, I subconsciously did this shit. I made like a little Black Panther memorial in my room or whatever. It's just like I had a, um, when the Black Panther movie came out, I bought um, a Black Panther t-shirt from Walmart to wear to the movie. And um whenever he died i folded up that shirt and i set it on my um, my dresser and it never left that spot and then um somebody got me a black panther coffee mug that i never used i still in the box and i put it on top of that shirt uh-huh. and then halloween came around i think um we was just going around to the store and there was a black panther freaking you know candy uh you know the little candy joint for you know to go trick or treating with and i bought that shit oh, yeah, and yeah. it's- and it sits there next to the coffee mug wow. on top of the thing. And when I bought that issue of uh, Spawn, the dedication issue, it sits right behind the mug, the, the jar, and the shirt. You got a little Black Panther slash
2: Chadwick Boseman shrine going. Yeah. <laughs> but nice. I, never
1: sh- I never wore that shirt after, um, after he passed. I just, I just folded it up. I put it there. And I just started. Every time I found something, I put something there. Wow.
2: Yeah. Black Panther comics, too, I can recommend some of those if you haven't
1: yeah i think i said something those. about i think i said something about it on the show it was a there's a series i need to look it up i think it's the brothers midnight or something like that to where like all the black characters oh, got yeah. together <laughs> and did some did some some spooky shit in new orleans or something yeah i need to look that up that i need to look that up too i i'm not i'm not 100 percent familiar with that and then um, there's i think there's a comic book issue somewhere to where logan and blade get into it and i love me some blade but i never (laughs) and like i said i never read any of the comics so i need to go back through all that shit and i'm just like ah, so much (laughs) yeah all the all the marvel horror stuff is
2: great Mm -hmm. um but yeah so that that's the god bomb uh but we're or not god Bomb. that's the the god butcher yes uh, thor god of thunder um yeah hope hope everyone enjoyed it i hope you enjoyed it with your first thor comic book experience
1: yeah i mean i mean i've i've read far beyond a lot more of it so. so if you ever want to come back and we do some more i'm, I'm down for that <laughs> oh absolutely yeah i mean i am still i have
2: not finished jason aaron's run on uh thor because i stopped i stopped reading in 2018 so i'm just now you know i have a subscription to marvel unlimited so i'm going through catching up to where we are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm currently in the like post Thor, like post Thor, kind of getting his powers back, and you know he's he's got his he's got his groove back, and is um, we're we're kind of getting towards the climax of the War of the Realms, and I believe in. 2019 one of the big marvel crossover events was actually just jason aaron got
1: to do the war of the realms and all of the heroes get involved so we're i'm down with that i'm yeah. in fact i'll just start reading up until that point fuck it <laughs>
2: <laughs> well great and i hope that our listeners are reading and enjoying as well uh but thank you for joining us for uh the second episode of noah's story arc yeah uh, hopefully we'll you know do do some more of these i'm enjoying reading some of these the, some of these uh, uh older stuff uh but for uh me personally noah uh and b rob uh that is it for this episode and uh so long true believers
1: <laughs> yeah i believe
0: <laughs> i walk up in the club and the ladies looking lovely tried to show some love they can to mug me. Walk up to the bar. Oh, to and I tried to get my drag on. Yeah, on my feet, <laughs> If you wanna get banged on. Oh, oh, oh. Pump your, brakes. Pump your brakes. Make them shake it. Shake, it, shake it. They can't take it. They can't take it. Oh, oh, oh. Pump your brakes. Pump your brakes. Make them shake, shake, shake it. They can't take it.
2: This has been a production of fanoff.com. And that's perfect.